Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Eschbach. And I'm Alex Eschbach's biological father, Matt Golden. How's it going, buddy? Lots of news to me. Are you a yeah. time traveler? Uh, yeah, sure. Or are you the Terminator? I'm only 30 years old. Alex is 36? I'm actually 42. Oh, wow. You yeah. look like a spring chicken for yes. 42. I look like I'm 12. It causes <laughs> me a lot of problems at the liquor store. Mostly because I'm stealing. But <laughs> that, that child is stealing. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, as we do towards the end of the month, every month we'll be talking about the January number ones. We will be missing out on the very last week of January. We'll toss them uh, into February. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. So, and this month, I don't know how you felt, but I felt this month overall was a lot stronger uh, yeah. than last month. If it was no, a weak comic ones. book, it really stood out as, as weak, but I don't even think the weak ones were weak compared to some of the stuff we've had in no, the past. No, no, no. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into it and start with the big heavy header this month, which is Marvel. Yeah, they got like 40 new comic books, <laughs> and we got like 10 of them. Uh, and we're going to start with Captain Marvel number one being written by Kelly Thompson uh, with art by Carmen Canero and Tamara Bonvillain. What do you think? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I wasn't a huge fan of this before, I think. I'm not a huge fan of Margaret Stoll's run of Captain Marvel. Uh, so I'm glad that she Kelly did Tom- the life of Captain Marvel. Yes, right? and she did the series like Captain Marvel, like in space and all that. Yeah, uh, which they address in this book. Yeah, they did, and I- I'm glad they didn't like ignore her recent history or anything. But like, I'm not- I really like Kelly Thompson's writing. We read West Coast Avengers on this podcast, which I liked a lot yeah. as well too. Uh, I thought the beginning. Also, spoilers for the comic we talk about. Ooh, before uh, we even really get into it, well done, sir. Yeah. Uh, I thought the little beginning was kind of generic, just with them fighting, just like a random monster uh, invading New York City at the beginning. But I did enjoy seeing her spend more time with Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman, because they are close friends in the comics. Uh, but I wasn't a huge fan of the ending of this book, to be honest with you. I enjoyed the scenes with Tony, or fake Tony, but the the ending I wasn't a big fan of. The Tony highlights were were the best part. Obviously, anybody who's writing... Tony Stark has got to be able to, to show that wit and everything, but this is a Captain Marvel book, and I, yeah, it, that I mean, wasn't my primary focus. It was all of Tony Stark. She disappears to like an alternate dimension, uh, and they show her and some alternate heroes and scrubs. But I was like, no, she's been in space. I mean, alternate. I just want her like on like Earth six one six interacting with like normal heroes. Like that's that's what I want. Yeah, yeah she, and that's just my personal preference. I, the writing is sharp on this. The art is good. I think too. Yeah, but the cover is probably one of the worst covers I've ever seen for just a regular number one. Like, yeah, I could not have been more turned Actually, off by this book before. The background of the cover is great. Uh, yeah, but it's the, fine. the foreground, I agree with you. It's definitely a little weird. It looks really uh, cartoony, and to say that about a comic book is kind of weird, I guess. Yeah. Well, now we're going to go to something completely different, but still with Marvel. Marvel's yeah. debut of Conan the Barbarian, uh, written by Jason Aaron, uh, with art by Mahmoud uh, Asrar. And I thought his art was fantastic. God, was it ever good. Yeah. And Jason Aaron, uh, as I'm sure a lot of you know, has been writing Thor forever. So he's definitely familiar with the whole swords and sorcery uh, background. But this is obviously without the larger 616 universe. This is his own self-contained universe. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of Thor mixed with the goon. Uh, it was kind of what yeah. I felt like was going on here. And it, I loved it. It was, it was really Jason cool. Jason Aaron and some of the Thor runs, he definitely jumps and plays with time. Mm-hmm. Where you see the present and either the future or the past, depending on how you look at it. 
Uh, and he does this with his first book too. And I don't know how you felt, but I love this book. Like I thought it was fantastic and well worth picking up. With as many variant covers as this one had, I was like, they're putting a lot of stock into this Conan book. It's not just like, oh, 80 years of Marvel, so we're going to just rip off some bullshit. Uh, they actually did some really incredible work and got Jason Aaron on a cool new series. Speaking of the 80 years of Marvel, though, something I didn't pick up, you might not have noticed. It's been eight decades. Yeah. Well, yeah. for one, yeah, it's been eight whole decades of Marvel. Can they just die already? Four scores, I believe. Yeah. Actually, something like I don't that. know how long scores are. I want to say 16 years. Yeah. Sounds close. Yeah. You're 14. Close. I yeah. don't know. Uh, math, right? Yeah. Uh, but they're doing a bunch of old, like one-off kind of things. Yeah. Uh, there's some, it's like a bunch of like spooky shit, uh, which looked really cool. Uh, but there's some stuff that we'll talk about later, which I have made me put it back. Otherwise, <laughs> we'd be reviewing that right now as well. Uh, but so what do you think of coding overall? Uh, art was great. Story was amazing. Uh, fun little twists. Yeah. Uh, loved it. I can't wait for more. Like it, it's sufficiently creepy too, but also fun at the same time. It was so creepy and it's got some horror elements to it, but you've got just that badass Thor character that Jason Aaron can write so well. So loved it. Uh, next up, we're going to do the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Last Spider-Man book we talked about, if I'm not mistaken, was Dan Slott. Uh, maybe. Yes. I want to say almost positive. <laughs> there's a lot of spider-man books constantly yeah i'm pretty sure it was dan Floss spider-man we talked uh, about a zadarsky one once upon a time yeah uh but this one is written by tom taylor uh who matt and i are both big fans of yeah uh, he does a lot of great things for marvel and this was no exception yeah i thought the biggest thing to me i thought, I thought the art was just okay in this book uh yeah the weaker suit uh and it's definitely a companion book to Nick Spencer's current run on Spider-Man. Oh, Nick uh, Spencer. Sorry. It's not Dan Slott. Yeah, but yeah. we've done a Dan Slott one, too. Um, but, like, I enjoyed this book. I thought the story was fun. Uh, had a nice... Had Peter in a new place, in a new direction. He still... Uh, they still include his roommate, uh, his roommate, reform villain, Boomerang. Who I think Nick Spencer's a little bit sharp at writing Boomerang. But aside from that, this was a really fun book. Uh, I would agree. I hardly ever pick up secondary issues uh, or tertiary issues of, of these Marvel books, but I actually grabbed Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man too. Well, that's a ring endorsement for you. Yeah, for me, yeah. that's for a Marvel book. That's about as high as it gets for me as far as praise is concerned. And they're putting it out every two weeks, which is cool. Uh, now we're going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy number one, uh, written by Donny Cates, art by Jeff Shaw uh, and Marte uh, Gracia. And Donny Cates was my writer of the year when we did our year-end podcast. Yep. And I don't know how you felt, but I, I thought this book was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I liked Cosmic Ghost Rider, and that was about it. Cosmic Ghost Rider is awesome. He's also Donny Cates' creation. Uh, yep. He's got his own solo series. He debuted uh, in the Thanos comic when Donny Cates took over for Jeff Lemire. Uh, I thought he was pretty great. I know I loved, I loved a lot about this. I love Punk Rock Root. Uh, with the spike, I mohawk. knew you would. Yeah, Groot's uh, got a, a dope mohawk yeah. that Alex obviously had a boner for immediately as he saw it. I love the gathering of all the super powerful galactic heroes to witness this Thanos's final message, which is the final message was that even Thanos planned for his own death, even though his headless body was lying there. He was still a threat. As he see, it started transplant. really cool. That's how it started, and that's amazing. That's a fantastic start to a book, and then it just got really muddled and kind of convoluted. Uh, I'm not super familiar with a bunch of these characters. Uh, so that is kind of probably where, to be fair, 
a lot of my dislike is coming from. Like, I don't recognize all of these Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a problem for me. I, I liked a lot. I mean, I recognize all the characters. I'm psyched to have Beta Ray Bill back being a feature character in a book. Uh, basically, almost all the intergalactic heroes got sucked into a portal thanks to the Black Order, who came to rescue Thanos' body. Uh, Arrow, Star Fox, Thanos' brother was one delivering the eulogy service. And it turns out the Black Order was working for Hela, which was the big twist at the end. Yeah. Uh, so there's that nice Thor companion or Thor tie-in as well. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm love this book. Looking forward to where it's going to be. I thought this was a stronger, uh, Guardian start than Jerry Duggan's, which I liked a lot. And Bendis's run, uh, which was just kind of okay. Yeah, it was fine. This book. <laughs> uh, next, we're going to jump into The Invaders, number one, written by Chip Zdarsky. Uh, there's, I think there was a few tie-ins uh, for this book. There were. The Invaders was an old-school Marvel comic with the original team being Captain America and more, the original Human Torch, uh, Jim Hammond. and uh, a fucking cyborg. Yeah, and Bucky before he was the Winter Soldier, back when he was just a plucky young uh, sidekick lad. Back when he was just a little bitch. What do you think of this book? I also thought this was fine. Uh, one of the cooler covers, though, and some of the better artwork in, in some of these books. But it was all right. It was, I thought I think it started a little slow. I'm um, not a big Namor guy. Uh, there's definitely some moments in this book that are really cool. Again, n- none of these books are super weak. And I think they've all got potential. Uh, but it just kind of never really picked up for me. I thought the the ending where Jim Hammond, he's, Jim Hammond's writing a book about his time with the invaders. Uh, and the invaders, we should say, they're also primarily known for fighting the Nazis in World War II. Like, that's where they were a team, was fighting the Nazis. Uh, so Hammond's writing a book about that. Which is a cool element. Yeah. I like that. And he goes. We haven't seen Nazi fighting in a long time. Not enough. Uh, and we go <laughs> back and he finds a photo of Namor when his memory was gone. But he was with a young Charles Xavier at that time. Which I thought was a cool twist. And Namor's currently having mental issues. And Charles Xavier is currently. Well he's sort of dead in the Marvel Universe. There's someone calling himself X. That's sort of Charles Xavier. That's a whole long convoluted story I don't want to get into. So I'm curious to see where this book goes. I just love the Xavier twist. I thought that was really cool. This kind of brings me to some of my issues with Marvel right now is there's way too much going on. We've got a ton of new Marvel books. Everything's really convoluted. There's so many tie-ins and so many, oh, did you catch this? Did you catch Marvel that? Marvel does love their tie-ins. And yeah. it's so much. And you just don't know where to start with so much of this stuff. We start with number one like we do every month. You start with them, and then you don't ever stop buying everything Marvel. Every week, <laughs> you buy every Marvel thing, and you'll be fine. Uh, but I hate that. That's stupid. Yeah. You wouldn't be saying that if DC did number ones as often as Marvel did. I probably would. <laughs> Honestly, like it's just way too much. Um, How many Captain America books are there? There's too many. I think there's two. That's one. too many. There's one, I think, right now. <laughs> well, with this, there's two, and that's yeah. too many. Uh we're going to jump into The Man Without Fear by Jed McKay. Kind of an interesting start for this book, I think, just timeline-wise, because Daredevil number one starts with next month with Chip Zdarsky taking the helm. Yeah, I think um, it's going to be a mini-series. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I believe you're right. Uh, but this is basically Matt's in a coma, Foggy visiting him in the hospital, and basically just reliving uh, kind of like the greatest hits and like Matt's greatest fears. Uh, yeah, and I'm, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be, I believe this kind of picks up where the last Daredevil series ended. Uh, with the the quote-unquote death of Daredevil. Yeah, yeah the, the, the Charles Sewell run. Yeah. Uh, I did love like the explanation that like Daredevil began with a truck and he ended with a truck. I thought that was really cool. And yeah. the truck just did so much damage just because all of his thousands of battle scars just finally just reopened after uh, being uh, hit by the truck. 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of slow books, though, this book was slow, and there's the, a massive montage dream sequence. Yeah, this book is like this book is a love love letter to Daredevil, is what it is. Like, if you're a massive Daredevil fan, I think this is a great book. If you're wanting a story that's going to take Daredevil in a new direction with a new villain, that's not this book at all. No, it's not a a new Daredevil story. It's going to be a hopefully a little mini series. In with my excitement that there was new Daredevil coming out. This was coming out weekly, so that's your first clue that it's a short-lived thing. Uh, I grabbed the second and third issue, and I'm not excited to read them. (laughs) Like, I hope it turns around. You know me and and my uh, pessimism when it comes to some of this shit, but man, oh, man. A little slow for me. Uh, We're talking about Marvel Comics Presents next, uh, which is a hodgepodge of stories. Uh, One featuring Wolverine, one featuring Captain America, one featuring Namor. See? Another Captain America, another Namor. Uh, I'll just say this. I thought this was definitely one of the weaker books. Not because like, you know, I thought, in my opinion, the Cap story was the weakest one of the bunch by a wide margin. Oh my God, the Cap story was so uh, lame. The Nor- the Nomura one was interesting. Just like another tragic like st- story about his background. Yeah. Uh, He's just the saddest guy in I know, all of Marvel. That like, whose hates almost just fight like as Magneto's. Uh, but I-, I thought the Wolverine story was the most interesting in this. Just because it paid an interesting it- hook. See, the the weird part is that you should start with Namor because it's a decently interesting story. Middle with Cap and then end it strong with Wolverine. But they go in descending <laughs> yeah. order of greatness. Yeah. And you and I agree which one's the best. Yeah. Uh, man, what a weird call. Yeah, this is one that I, I wouldn't be picking up, but I'll, I'll read digitally because I don't know what happens with the rest of the Wolverine story. That um, I don't know that they're continuing because I don't know if you saw really? what happens next time. No. Um. There is another Wolverine story. Okay, I was going to say, because that Wolverine one it ends with a cliffhanger. Uh, but there's not another Captain America or another Namor in the next one anyways. It's interesting. Probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to DC. Yeah. Uh, our first DC is the Wonder Comics imprint, which is basically, I don't know, it's a DC imprint, just not about with a superhero as the main it's character. something that I want to say Bendis helped implement. Uh, Wonder Twins is coming out this next month, I believe. And so is uh, Dial H for Hero, which is by Sam Humphreys. Yeah. And Wonder Twins is by the great Mark Russell, who I think I had as one of my writers. Yeah, you did. So. He, yeah, he's one of your finalists. Uh, I like Naomi a lot. Uh, sort of out real slow, but like, no, even start out slow, start out fast. Like most, this is in line with, to me, most business books. It's snappy dialogue. It's quick. It's a page turner. It opens with Superman battling Mongol in this small town. Um, he's battling a mongoloid in a small town yes uh-huh that's yep that's it it's very controversial um, <laughs> alex had to look that up so many times because he he definitely thought it was mongoloid for a second uh and true or false uh, i'm not under oath here <laughs> if i just say true or false fast enough i was really hoping to just catch you off guard it's the old trick in the book <laughs> uh but this it's not a superman story it centers on obviously the title character naomi uh, and her getting frustrated that everybody is talking about Superman having a fight in their small town. Uh, because she didn't get to watch it. Yeah. And also to be learned because she was also adopted like Superman. So there's that residual feeling of like, why couldn't this have been me? Yep. Uh, but we learned there's a deeper mystery within the town that no one wants to talk about. Turns out uh, the last time a super person was in town was the day she was adopted. So... There's the end of the twist. For yeah, you. so it's a fun book. I yeah, like I, it. I thought it was fun, uh, and it definitely like it made me want to know 
like why no one talks about it. Why is everyone keeping this under wraps for years and years and years? Yes, I will read reviews of this and I might end up picking up the trade because I thought it was fun. But it's not one of those I think I'm going to pick up weekly. And now for something completely different, a DC book by Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah. Uh, Young Justice number one. Yep. Uh, the other Wonder Comic by Brian Michael Bendis. And this one I thought was way weaker. I like this one a lot. It, it was a really... I wasn't a fan of the start, okay, uh, with Jenny Hex uh, being oh, pulled God. over by the cop. Uh, I thought it picked up when Tim Drake showed up. There, I thought there was a cool panel of him just breaking all those guys' bones, essentially. Uh, but it's it's a uh, it was a confusing team. Uh, we see pages. It's just not cohesive right now, which uh, I think is a problem. It's got cool pieces, but uh, it's not cohesive. Like we see um, Bart, uh, Impulse, or Kid Flash, whatever he's called now, uh, racing around to save people. Uh, and we see what looks like. A Green Lantern, and I don't. I don't think we ever got her name, but she's not a Green Lantern. I uh, think they said Kid Green Lantern was okay. the was the name. Like it was, uh, they're like it's it's a working title though, which but, was super lame yeah. and super lazy to me. But the final page was a big deal uh, yeah. to me. Uh, it was the return of Superboy, yeah, uh, who was who basically was absent for basically all of Rebirth. Uh, so it's nice to finally have him back. Um, I, and when I say Superboy, I don't mean Jonathan Kent. I mean, Connor Kent. Yep. Uh, Superman's clone, not his biological son. Yep. Uh, I am not a big fan of team books very often when it comes to comic books. And team books involving kids is not really uh, my forte either. They're teenagers. Yeah, it's a kid. Yeah. yeah you're 23 and you're a kid. Uh, now. Connor, I'm a grizzled 30-year-old Connor man. has stubble, okay? We don't, I don't yeah. think we ever, as the henchman of comics, wished me a happy 30th birthday last month. <laughs> uh, so I would like to take the time to wish me a happy 30th birthday. Would you like, just like to quietly sing happy birthday to yourself? <laughs> we don't have the money to pay for that, so <laughs> we're good. We can't even afford fair oh, use songs. it's free now. It's free. We we're can't good. afford fair use songs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to some of the, uh, the independent comics. There's one uh, from three different labels and the last one's kind of a fun surprise uh first up from boom studios is uh i'm pretty sure it's boom studios i'm not crazy it is yeah uh it's the buffy the vampire slayer reboot uh written by jordy beller uh, uh reimagining oh sorry is the word that i read but even like that oh, wait, wait, who'd you say it was by jordy beller incorrect jordy beller does the art no he writes it uh it's oh well you might actually it's Overseen by Mr. Joss Whedon. Yeah, Joss Whedon's name is plastered on it in a few, on a few pages. Yeah. But he's like more of like an oversight type yeah. thing. Uh, but when you hear like re- reimagining a reboot, I know like a lot of people tend to get apprehensive, apprehensive social properties that they love. Uh, we saw some of that with the when they announced they're doing a Buffy reboot for the CW, which there's been like no news of. So I was a little apprehensive. Yeah, I've heard no news. Why, yeah. why not? Oh, well, uh-huh. let's keep going. <laughs> but I enjoyed this. I thought it was very much in tone in line with yep. with Buffy just shedding basically 17 years uh, of history for new people to jump on. But Willow's in this comic, Xander, Giles are all in the comic, uh, Buffy's mom, and they all seem to be very much the same tone as they are from the show. Yeah, like the writing for it just flowed really, really well. It, it was almost baffling how well it worked for me. Uh, I thought the start was stronger than the middle, and I also was kind of cool with the end. But I, I'm on board with this one. Yeah, I this agree. one is uh, Boom Studios now has uh, is now getting my money twice a month. <laughs> as long as they don't change Spike to like some emo or goth, as long as Spike stays a punk rocker, and that's fine with me. 
as I long know. as Angel still breaks Buffy's heart uh, at some point, then I'm glad that every third yeah. book her heart is being broken <laughs> by Angel is what it'll seem like. Yeah. Uh, uh, so what was the other book you picked up from Boom Studios? Uh, the other one that I pick up regularly is um, Black Badge. Well, that just sounds like a fake book. You've read it. We, I don't think we so. We definitely covered it on a number no, one. I'm pretty sure. Maybe we did. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> it, made, it made a big impression on it me. It was the, the Boy Scouts book. Like the killer Boy Scouts. No, I never read that. No, oh, I yeah. will bring it back over and make you reread it. <laughs> uh, again, speaking of relaunches and reimagining, and, yeah. uh, a new criminal book came out by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Holy uh, shit. And T. We, Lawless is back. We love Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. We love Criminal. Yeah. Uh, this for, was right in our alley. For some reason, he decided to call this number one instead of like number 41, but whatever. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. why we're reviewing yeah. it. And that, that's why. It could be <laughs> he knew it would get it on this podcast. Well played, Brubaker and Phillips. Yeah, they know yeah. us too well. Yeah. Uh, I was just happy for another chance to talk about Criminal. Uh, I'm beaming just thinking about how good this book was. Start to finish. You get to see Teague Lawless, a, a normal character in the Criminal books. You get to see his kid. You get to see his kid committing crimes. Uh, I loved it. It was yeah, so fun. That was good. It really, I mean, it was great all the way through. I mean, beginning, middle, and end. I thought it was super strong. It's exactly what I wanted. It's exactly what I expect from Brew Baker and Phillips, which is nothing but good things. Whenever they're together at this yeah. point, I don't know why. Because I think Sean Phillips' art is kind of basic, but with his writing style, it's the most perfect. I couldn't imagine anybody. Yeah, with it's. Him. I mean, it's like I know, like a lot of people weren't big fans of, like Steve Dillon's art, but like I was a huge yeah, Steve Dillon uh, fan because like I thought whenever he worked with like Ennis especially and some other writers, like it just told the story perfectly whenever they were together. And I think Brubaker and Phillips are the exact same. Yep. So. Certain people draw their comics a certain way, and you know a Sean Phillips book when you see it. Yeah. And it's always fun and enjoyable. Is it the most flashy thing that's out there? No, but it's. No, it shouldn't be. No, yeah. it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Uh, our final book of the week is something that was a surprise to me. Yes, uh, I grabbed it. was a surprise to me when I saw it at the comic shop. There's a new comic book studio on the market. Always a great thing. Yes, and this is not a plug for them or anything. Although, if they want to send us some books, that's cool too. Uh, TKO Studios is brand new to the market. Uh, they promised top tier talent, and boy, did they ever deliver. Yeah. Not only that, though, they also decided to deliver full stories at once. They're not going to leave cliffhangers. They're they're like, you know, this is a medium where you want a story and you want it now. We're delivering you short stories. So here you go. They're doing box sets of six issues or just a trade of those six issues. But it's a really beautiful box. And the comics are a little bit larger. Uh, but it's one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen in comics. Never seen anything like it. No, neither have I. And it's really cool. And Matt mentioned top tier talent and he was right. Uh, the book talking about Sarah was written by Garth Ennis, uh, with art done by Steve Epting, I believe. And who was actually worked with Ed Brubaker on, yeah. uh, Velvet. Yeah. Good call. Great call. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I know comic books sometimes. And this is my favorite comic book writer of all time. So I was super excited to see this and the surprise. Uh, and with it being the first six issues, I read the first issue and that was it. But I, I really enjoyed the first issue. I thought it was great. It's very much like what you expect from Venice's style. Uh, but it takes place, I want to say, in Russia. I'm not sure where. Yeah, uh, it's either in Russia or in Germany. But again, yeah. I think we've got... It's, <laughs> it, it's in Europe. Yeah. Yep. It's, yeah, it's in the non-UK Europe. Uh, uh, is this Nazis they were fucking with? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, 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 right. I could not get a true sense of like who like the villain was, like the true villain. I'm pretty sure it's but Nazis. I was on board. Um, 
If I had the trade instead of the, I got the collector's box because I think it's fun uh, and totally unique and a trade's just a trade. Um, I love trades, but this is something <laughs> unique and different for a collection. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's it's Nazis. On the on the back yeah. of the trade okay. it says. Ma- masculine died in that hill. Uh, the Nazi <laughs> hill. Uh, oh, you're you're convicting me to the Nazi hill? That's whoa, whoa, hill I didn't say I convict. Be. That's a strong word. A lot of internal <laughs> guilt there. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> Sarah guilt. is is a sniper, uh, essentially, uh, and she's a loyal soldier in not, her army. Not like a sniper, like in the Canadian hockey player sense of the word, which means no. a babe. No. Nope. Not and a not snipe. like in sniper, like the war propaganda film American Sniper. Uh, I'm talking about someone who actually didn't have PTSD. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the Alex does not necessarily re- represent all the feelings of the henchmen of comics. Uh, don't, yes, I do. hundred <laughs> percent legally binding. <laughs> don't add us Fox studios or whichever movie company made that film. It had to have been Fox. Keep Was going. It? Yeah. I'm not sure who Eastwood works with, uh, <laughs> <laughs> actors, I believe. I'm sure. I'm sure it's Fox. Yeah. You, you, come on. Don't, don't get yourself. <laughs> um, but it's and I only read the first issue because we talked about number one. I, th- I want to stay in the spirit of it, and also because I was tired and wanted to go to bed. Uh, <laughs> you had just read fifteen other books, <laughs> uh, but I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to read more. Like I want to go pick this up immediately uh, afterwards. Uh, if you are like Alex and want to go pick this up immediately, uh, head to your local comic book shop uh, and hope that it's still there. I went back today to get another one of these box sets, and the trades for Sarah were gone. The box sets for Sarah were gone. However, you can go to TKO Studios. Dot com, I think, and pick up all their stuff. It's actually dot edu. <laughs> edu. Uh, in the next few months, Jeff Lemire's got a series coming out on here. Uh, and Alex and I would both uh, fillet him if he uh, asked us to. All Jeff Lemire. No, I'm pretty sure. Open invitation. <laughs> well, I'm going to be absent for, for that for that <laughs> session. You can just tell me how it went. I'll just. As long as you post on Instagram. <laughs> as long as. <laughs> I'll just not tell you what what's happening. Be like, all right, we're recording at six thirty, right? Nah. Oh, BJ's perfect. BJ's at six thirty, bro. Yeah, I'll, I'll no idea. I'll ask no <laughs> question if you say that. Okay, perfect. Well, now it's time, like always, for us to decide which of our favorite uh, comics are this month. Well, yeah, we're gonna rank, rank them, them from uh, in ascending order from bottom to top. We got ourselves a dirty dozen here. Give me your number 12, you beautiful bitch. Uh, that's going to be Marvel Comics Presents. Uh, like we talked about, like I like the Wolverine story. The number story was tragic and interesting, but the Kaplan didn't do anything for me. Yeah, I'm going to actually go ahead and agree with you on that one. Number 12, a consensus, the Marvel Comics Presents. Uh, number 11 for me is going to be Captain Marvel. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, I like the change of direction. I like Kelly Thompson a lot. I just, I want, it's not what I want from Captain Marvel's story right now. Uh, I'll, you know, fuck it. I'll put Captain Marvel at number 11 too. Wow. I think my bottom four wow. are just pretty much the same or bottom five are pretty much yeah. consistent. But yeah, anywho, go ahead. Uh, so I'm going to jump in and go with the invaders, uh, for number 10. I thought it was more potential as a series than Captain Marvel. Uh, I like the mystery behind it, but it wasn't the top half this month. Well, let's make that three for three. I did not like the invaders so much. Uh, I'm not picking up the trade. I'm not reading it ever again. It was interesting for what it was, and I'm like, I'm glad that we get to talk about it. I'll say that. Uh, okay, I think we're gonna differ. My next one is going to be uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. you won't hear me say that one for a minute. Uh, my next one, 
is going to be a business book. Uh, good old Young Justice. Uh, not really a fan of it yet. It was kind of slow in the pickup. And also, too, I should say that this Young Justice book is basically nothing like the TV show Young Justice that's currently airing on DC Universe 2, for anyone that's curious. There you go. There you have it. Uh, my next one is going to be uh, The Friendly Neighborhood of Spider-Man. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was a really good book. Uh, but, it was just I mean, frankly, it's just ones I like better this month. Fair enough. Uh, next for me, Man Without Fear. Uh, wasn't crazy about it. Not uh, the love story to Daredevil that I want. Uh, mine's going to be, uh, after that, Sarah. I like it a lot. Uh, but I wanted I wanted more of a story, which I have right in front of me. I just didn't read it. That's on me. It's my own fault. I did the same thing with Sarah, but I'm going to put it definitely higher than you did. Uh, I'm going to go with the last, or the second to last Marvel book remaining for me and say Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh I liked Cosmic uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider and not a whole lot else. Cool start to the book, though. Uh, Seeing Headless Thanos is fun. My next book is going to be Naomi. I liked it a lot. I'm really curious where the mystery goes. Uh, I'm not sure how sustainable the book is as a series. I see maybe being like a 6 or 12 issue run. But I could be dead wrong. It kind of feels like a, uh, like a YA Jessica Jones to me. I could see it going 1824. Um, and Naomi is my next one as well. Um, I saw some strong stuff. It was fun. Uh, but not one of my top books of the month. Uh, my next book after that is going to be Young Justice. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was really fun. I love Superboy being back. But like I said, it's just not cohesive enough for me right now. So that's Alex's number five. My number five, I'm going to put as Buffy. Uh, I liked it. Kind of a weekending though. Uh, my next book is going to be Daredevil. I loved it. Like it was like a love letter to Daredevil. Uh, I've been reading Daredevil comics for a long time. Almost everything that's been written about the character. So I mean, it's what I wanted, and I'm excited to see how this miniseries continues and how it ends, and if it'll have a larger impact on Daredevil as a character. Let's hope not. Uh, <laughs> uh, my number four is Sarah uh, by Mr. Garth Ennis. I'm sure it's going to pick up a little bit more, but it was a little complex. There's quite a few characters going on in it. Um, but the ending is superb. Cliffhanger of cliffhangers. It was great. My number three book is Criminal. Uh, I thought it was great. A great start. Uh, I can't wait for more. I can't wait for Criminal number 1.1 1. 1 to come out again <laughs> uh, next month. Uh, but I thought it was pretty great. Uh, I'm going to put Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man as my number three choice. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Wasn't the best thing I've ever read, but it was uh, it was one of the better Spider-Man number ones that we've had in a long time. In my opinion. Uh, my number one is going to be Conan the Barbarian. You don't have a number two. Or my number two. Sorry, Conan the Barbarian. Okay. I lied. Uh, I that was great. I loved it. I want nothing more. I'm excited. Uh, like, Jerry Duggan has his own uh, Conan comic coming out next month. And he's got a lot, of, lot to live up to based off what Jason Aaron did in one issue. Yep. Uh, my number two is Criminal. Uh, love that team. Love that book. It was supersized. So, you got you got extra of everything. So that makes my number one, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, loved it. That was fantastic. Can't wait for more. Uh, can't wait to see what's going on with the rest of the Guardians. There's also a lot of spoilers in this uh, for the Infinity War storyline that Jerry Duggan's been, or the Infinity Countdown storyline that Jerry Duggan uh, wrote. And so, Infinity Wars, too. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. So read those first if you haven't finished it before you start this. I don't recommend that book. It's not even in my top seven. <laughs> Uh, skip it if you can, but definitely go check out Conan, my number one book. 
Uh, I like that you and I have pretty consistency or pretty good consistency with two of the top three books there. Um, holy shit. I was not expecting a Conan the Barbarian book to be my favorite book of the <laughs> month for new books, but holy shit, it was. Yeah, same here. Like, I don't think you and I, either one of us expected to enjoy the book nearly as much as we did. Uh, but you can also wait. You'll be able to see our favorite covers of the month on Instagram. Do we agree this month? Maybe. I don't know. We haven't decided yet. Yeah. Uh, I actually know what mine is, but go ahead with yours. Uh, they can see it on the Instagram. Oh, you're going yeah, yeah. to wait and do them yeah. like that? Yeah, of course. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's ice cold. Yeah, All right. Fair enough. Well, I'll, I'll make sure and post those for you guys. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about the Netflix film Polar based off the Dark Horse comic. Uh, comes out on who wrote th- that book, Alex? Uh, someone that worked for Dark Horse. Uh, <laughs> it stars Matt Mickelson. Um, so he's Swedish. Or it Finnish. comes out the day this episode releases. So check it out if you want to play along with us next week. Yep. Uh, yeah. As always, you can email us at henchmanacomics at gmail dot com. Uh, follow along with our gorgeous Instagram, where we'll post pictures and videos of who knows what, probably pornography. Um, go to our Facebook, give us a like, leave us a review, download, subscribe. That's what we love the most. For the Henchman of Comics, I'm Alex Eschbeck. And I am the Barbarian. Henchman ain't easy. <laughs>